Welcome back to the Let's Get Ready podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Spagnoli, and today we're getting ready with me. So I feel like this came at such a perfect time. We've had five guests, and I haven't even told you really about myself and why I made this podcast. So we're getting into that today and everything I've learned along the way. So we're going to do that, and we're going to do my favorite makeup routine with products that I use almost every day. So let's get into that before you get confused as I'm telling my stories and we're getting ready. Um, we're going to get to the lineup and then we'll start. So first and foremost, I never start my makeup without the Rare Beauty Illuminating Primer. I don't use it for longevity. I use it because it turns your skin on. Like literally it will give you the eight hours of sleep that you didn't have. Normally for a base, I use the Josh Rosebrook Tinted Nutrient Day Cream. I have like one pump of this left. and I am not wasting it today as much as I love you all. So I'm going to be using the Rare Beauty Tinted Moisturizer because it's so good. And I want to show you a technique on how I apply it. Next is the YSL. I'm going to butcher this. Touch Eclat, Eclat Radiant Touch um, Concealer. So this is so lightweight. It's, I would say it's light to medium coverage. It's almost like a tinted concealer in a way. So I use that and then I use on my lids in like some spots that I want to cover up a little extra, the NARS Radiant Concealer in shade Madeline. So then I set it with the iconic Charlotte Tilbury setting powder. She's a mini because I'm testing her out to see if I want to get the full size. Then we're not going to go crazy with the eyeshadow, but it's not a get ready with me, with me, without the makeup by Mario palette and my modern renaissance palette because I'm sorry if you only need to buy two products two palettes in your life you need these two they're my ride or dies modern renaissance has been my ride or die since 2016 so I'm just gonna leave that there and yes she's new she's not from 2016 I promise um and this palette is just so universal it's amazing everyone needs it next Eyeliner. I am picky, picky, picky on my eyeliner because if it's going to give me that little crease right here, we're not using her. So my top two favorite, um, I'd say crayon eyeliners are pencil eyeliners are the persona. I use those almost every day. And then I'm going to use the about face today because I used to use this all the time in the summer. And when I was sweaty and had sweaty eyelids, it did not crease. So I haven't used it in a while. So we're going to use her today and maybe the persona in plum on my Lower lash line. What is next? Ooh, almost dropped it. Then we have mascara. Lashgate mascara. And no, you don't need false lashes for this to look good. And I will show you later. It's the telescopic lift mascara if you didn't know. And then eyebrows. I only use the e.l.f. clear brow gel. That's literally it. Um, Bronzer, I use a cream. I use the Milk Makeup. We'll get into that later. This is the Baked Bronzer. And then Blush. You're not going to understand my little cocktail until later, but I'm going to mix the Say Creamy Blush in Peachy, the Rare Beauty Blush in Believe, and a little bit of the Rare Beauty Illuminating Primer to kind of loosen it up and give a more skin-like finish. And then that's almost it. We have, okay. The highlight that no one talks about that I will put you on is the Scrandy Beauty Grace Period Highlight. It looks stunning just on bare skin, and I've showed you that before, so we're going to actually do it with my full face of makeup. And then right on the brow bone, 
I'm not gonna open it right now because it's broken. But I put this right on my brow bone. It's the Enlighten Highlight in, from Rare Beauty. And I just kind of put that right here. And then the brushes I'm gonna use today are, the black ones are from Royal and Langnickel. They're the Moda Pro brushes. Everyone asks me what these are and I don't understand how no one even tried these before. They are so good. And another under underrated brush is the Persona brushes. And I have these three with me. I probably won't use this one because I'll show you my eyeliner trick, but I'm gonna use these for eyeshadow and setting my powder. So let's get into it. Okay, also it wouldn't be a get ready with me without my famous, well, they're not famous yet, but my famous little makeup clips that I give all my guests in a PR box. Do I get a PR box? Because since I'm a guest? Probably not. Anyway, so hair is clipped back. First step, the Rare Beauty Illuminating Primer. I just use one pump. I feel like that's all I need. Before I even get into the questions, I'm going to show you how much this, like I said, it turns on your skin. I'm beyond obsessed. And it just gives you a glazed base. So whatever you put on top just looks stunning and effortless and fabulous. So now that that's on, let's get into the questions. Um, okay, I feel like who am I? What was my start and why am I here? Um, as you know, I'm Marissa Spagnoli. Um, I got my start on TikTok, but before that I went to college for fashion communication and promotion and studied a lot of like marketing and PR. Then after college, I I worked a lot of retail my entire life. So there's that. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the second solo episode because that is just, that's a topic for itself. And I don't think I'm ready yet. Um, so right after retail, I kind of decided that it wasn't for me. There was stuff that went on and I decided, you know what? Let's try TikTok. And I was super against TikTok. Like I really was like, I'm not getting on this app. I don't even want to watch it. Vine was better. I could care less about TikTok. But I was really into skincare at the time and I still am. I prepped my skin before this, don't worry. Um, and when I started, I was on TikTok and that's all anyone was talking about was skincare. Everyone and their mother was talking about their skincare routines and CeraVe. And I'm like, listen, you like CeraVe? I can get you something 10 times better. Let me show you and let me put you on to these brands that you haven't heard of. And I also talked a lot about ingredients, but that was kind of something that I'm not qualified to talk about. I'm not an esthetician. I'm not a dermatologist. I never claimed to be. But so I, so when people would ask me, can you give me a routine to get rid of my acne? Can you give me this to do this? I'm like, I, I can't give you that, but I can give you products that I really like. So once I just kind of started feeling a little bit boxed in with TikTok and skincare, I decided to kind of branch out because overall my whole focus was talking about brands. Um, in college, all we did in my classes were rebrand a brand, um, say what a brand is doing right or make a brand, say why you're doing everything right in that brand um, or talk about a brand that's not doing it right and why they're not doing it right. So I feel like I brought that aspect to my TikTok and just into my product rants and my brand rants and like what brands have your back, what brands don't have your back. And I just think that's important as a consumer to know what you're putting your money into. And when I was asking my friend kind of like what questions I should ask myself, she said, how did you 
find your place in the TikTok community and what's your advice for other people trying to get in there. And what I love about my content and my TikTok is that I'm not boxed into any category. I am free to talk about whatever I want, but it's all under the brand umbrella. So I think your best bet, yes, find a niche, but like, it's not all about the niche. Don't stick to one thing and tell yourself into just one topic. If you are passionate about other things, go for it and make the content on what makes you happy and your audiences will see that. Um, I feel like once I really let my personality come out and in my rants and whatever I had to post on TikTok, that is when I found the following. And I think my biggest advice for anyone trying to get onto TikTok is don't do what everyone else is doing. We have enough of that. We don't need another really aesthetic, perfect Here's, here's my morning start. Like, we don't need another one of those. Do something where this is my morning start. It's a shit show and I'm going to show it to you. That's a topic. And I just feel like there's so much more in being original and there's so much more in doing your own thing than copying someone else's whole aesthetic or whole strategy on TikTok. Have your own strategy and run with it. I think it's so much more freeing and real when you can just be authentic, be yourself and talk about whatever makes you passionate and just let you know what I'm doing. I'm just tapping in the Makeup by Mario light, lightest beige shade. This is like my signature look too. And I just tapped it on the inner corners of my eyes just about halfway through. The next thing I want to talk about is why I made this podcast. Like how did I go from TikTok to making a podcast? And let me tell you, this is not something that I ever thought I'd ever do. I never thought like, oh, I'm going to make a podcast. Like it literally one day I was watching a very well-known podcast with someone else very well-known on the podcast as a guest. And that person had just launched a brand. They, we're not going to talk about them right now because we're team Selena, but they had just launched a brand at the time. And um, I thought that was really interesting. And all the interviewer could really talk about was her and Justin Bieber's sex sex positions. And I'm kind of like, is that what we really want to hear as women? Like, I thought about it after I saw that. And I'm like, what do we really have as women for podcasts? We have pop culture podcasts, which are great. I love pop culture. Then we also have relationship podcasts and the red flags, the horror stories. And I just think... Those are important. It's important to know the red flags and relationships, no doubt. But how many can we have? How many, how many do we need to talk about men? I just feel like it's just, why? We're wasting our time. We have nothing to leave with. And I felt like what we were lacking in a podcast space as women were, was a podcast where you could be equally entertained and educated at the same time. And with LGR, I figured let's combine these really deep interviews that I've seen on other podcasts, they exist, but half the time with these really long and deep interviews, you lose me. It just kind of gets boring and a little bit monotone and and mundane. So I figured, okay, let's bring the aspect of a really intense interview and ask questions that we want to know the answers to and ask these successful people questions that no one else wants to tell you. Um, And also mix it in with a get ready with me 
because the get ready with me is the most entertaining thing to me on TikTok. I love sitting there and getting ready with people. And it almost feels like you're a fly on the wall. It makes you feel like you're with us getting ready. And I figured that kind of breaks up the whole intense interview and kind of like, if listen, if you're not going to leave with life advice and you're not going to leave with career advice from this podcast, you're going to leave with a product recommendation, a technique or a routine from a founder. And I just thought it was really important when I made this podcast for women to be able to leave with something after each episode. So like I said, whether that be a technique, whether that be a product or a brand or a founder or life advice, career advice or motivation and tools to think and know that you can do the same thing that they did. And like I said, I'm learning with you as well. Like I made this podcast because I don't know how to network. I don't know how to make a brand. I didn't know anything about making a podcast. And I have so many questions towards these people who have brands or have different and unique jobs. And I want to show people that you don't have to sit in a cubicle all day. If you want to, that's fine. But there are so many other routes you can take. And I wanted to give you proof that there are people in these fields that are successful and took a different route and it worked out. And now we have LGR. So that was basically the goal of my podcast is just to give you something to leave with invaluable information and tools to know that you can start anything that you want. And I feel like that kind of leads me into my no story, which I'm actually really excited to talk about. So, because listen, if I listen to this no, or I just let this person just like wait on me, we wouldn't be sitting here together. I can tell you that right now. So once that video I posted about wanting a podcast where we can leave with something, I got a lot of feedback on that. And people were saying, like, make one then, make one. I'm like, well, why not? I will make one. So I ended up posting that TikTok on my personal Instagram. And this person reached out to me saying, hey, we would love to like maybe work with you and find some sort of way we can find a partnership and figure it out. So I said, hey, listen, I would love a podcast. So I pitched this idea. I could already tell on the phone they didn't get it. And I'm like, okay, here we go, basically. So I'm like, they don't get it. They're not going to get the idea. So he's he was nice enough. He goes, listen, send me a formal pitch. Send me a proposal for this podcast and I'll look it over. So I sent him this whole business proposal on my podcast. Like I, I put my heart into that. And so I sent it to him and he's like, okay, I'll get back to you in like a week or whatever. And it ended up being three weeks. Okay. I'm just going to leave it that with you. And I'm not saying like, I'm sure he was busy. I'm sure he had other things to get to, but I'm just sitting here like, okay, like, do I start something? How do I start this? I don't know how to start this without this person. I'm waiting on a yes from. So Pay attention. This is my eyeliner trick. I decided after that to do a pitch on my TikTok to Jen Atkin because Jen, I'm still waiting for you. You're welcome on LGR anytime. So she was like my, she's like my number one guest I'd love to have on the show. She is so inspiring and we'll get into that later. But I made a pitch to Jen Atkin and I said, these are the questions I want to ask you if you ever came on my podcast. 
And I got ready on my TikTok. I curled my hair because she does hair. And I was like, okay, like these are the these are the questions I'd ask you and do with this what you will. Because I figured there are oftentimes when I post about a brand, they will see it. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Why not? So I make this TikTok and Jen fucking Atkin, the Jen Atkin comments on my TikTok and goes, queen, when can we get started? Queen, bitch, are you kidding me? You're the queen. So all I thought in my head was this. So mind you, I'm still waiting to hear yes back from this person. And I'm like, I'm seriously going to wait for a yes from someone who doesn't get my idea doesn't care to give me an answer, doesn't care to respect my time. I'm not saying that they didn't respect it, but let's be real, didn't care to respect my time. Even if it was a no, just give me the no. And I thought I'm gonna put my like whole life in someone else's hands when the most important person is giving me the yes right in front of me. So I said, screw it. I am not waiting on you. I'm taking this into my own hands and we're gonna figure it out. So how did we get here today? I literally just reached out to someone I didn't even think they were going to answer me because I barely know them. I was like, I didn't even think that I'd, I'd hear anything back. And I said, listen, do you know how to start a podcast? What, what, how, did, how do I start a podcast if I want to start a podcast? And they said, here's a contact. And that contact ended up being the person that produces my TikTok, my, my, my TikTok, my podcast. So that, that was my story. And I just think that if I had accepted the weight I would have waited another four weeks or five weeks a month and I would have never gotten the answer that I wanted. And honestly, like after hearing that, just after having that whole experience happen to me and me waiting for a no and then someone in this who is like my icon say yes, I feel like should just give anyone the motivation to be like, listen, one door closes, a bigger one opens and rejection is redirection. That was the quote rejection is redirection and if I wasn't redirected like I said I wouldn't have this cute little setup I wouldn't be in front of you recording a podcast and helping people learn and be motivated from iconic successful people in whatever job that they're in um and as much as I think it's important to never ever accept a no I think it's even more important to sometimes give a no And I never thought I'd have to even talk about this or ask this question, but we need to talk about like the importance of giving a no and knowing your brand, trusting your gut and knowing when something isn't right for you. So as much as I was, I'm all about giving yeses, I'm all about saying F you to the no's. I think that there are times in your brand that you need to stand up for yourself and give that no. And I'll tell you a little story about my my most recent no that I had to give. And let me tell you, these are not easy. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe to some people it's easy, but to me it wasn't. And I don't think it'll ever be easy firing someone, saying no to someone or giving someone a no. But if it's at the cost of your brand, your mental health or anything in between at the cost of you, it's not worth it. Figure it out on your own and you'll be fine. So I was supposed to work with these people and I was really excited because sometimes content creation on top of what I'm already doing can be a lot trying to make a whole 
brand with this podcast and then keeping up my own personal brand on TikTok. So I was like, maybe this will take off a little weight and, you know, maybe this will be good. So um, it was going great for the, for the most part. I think sometimes we get excited and when things are a little too good to be true, I think sometimes we need to recognize that and be like, sometimes they're too good to be true for a reason. And so, <laughs> trying to get to the point here. I ended up getting the work back and the amount of time that was put into it was never going to equate the time that I would put into it. My favorite piece of advice that I learned through this and through my one of my guests, which we'll get to in a minute, is no one is going to put the effort into your brand the way you put the effort into your brand. I'm telling you right now, they maybe you get lucky. I have no idea. But for the most part, no one is going to do what you do for your brand. It's not their brand. They're not going to look at it in the same lens that you are. They're not going to put the amount of passion, time, and dedication that you are. And if that person can't give that to you, don't waste your money, don't waste your time, and don't waste their time and do it yourself. Sometimes if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. But I quickly learned that there, no one's going to do what you do. And that's okay. And you can't blame them and you can't be mad at that. Be mad at yourself for hiring them and not looking deeper into it, not asking the right questions. And we'll get into that maybe in another episode. But I realized that the content that I got back was not me. It was not my brand. And it would never be my brand. It was cookie cutter. It felt super, super, super safe. And I was like, how can I post something that I'm not confident in? If I'm not confident in something, I'm not going to put it out there because who else is going to want to see that content? Who else is going to be confident in that content or my podcast? No one. And I think it's important to recognize when you need to say no. And I just think, It's a matter of recognizing your self-worth. And if you can't find that, I found the worth in my brand. And I said, my my brand is worth more than this. And if you don't see that, I'm not going to show it to you. And that goes for anything. That goes for your relationships or anything that applies to your life. If you're not going to see the worth in at least my brand, I'm going to see the worth in my brand. And I'm going to walk away when I need to. And I feel like I also want to touch upon what each guest that I've had on has taught me because I think I learned the importance of my brand from my first guest. And we've had five, so let's go through them. Go through them all because I'm excited. Um, Colt, Colt Paulson, Gamer with a Spray Tan. I already knew the importance of knowing your brand, knowing what's right for your brand and what's not right for your brand. But I feel... <laughs> And I should have listened to his advice after filming because this happened after the fact. So once again, that's my own fault. I should have listened. But Colt said, no one knows you like you know your brand. And if something isn't your brand, don't let anyone tell you what your brand is. That is what I learned from Colt. Don't let anyone tell you what your brand is because they don't know. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget a lot of the quotes that my guests have said to me. But like no one knows your brand better than you. But Colt definitely taught me the value of knowing your brand, knowing your worth, and 
not steering away from that. What did I learn from Indy? What didn't I learn from Indy? I feel like I learned from Indy the power of being strong and never giving up. If she had given up and listened to any doctors, she wouldn't even be here right now. She wouldn't have been on my podcast. She wouldn't have had a brand and had the legacy that she has had she had she taken the no from a doctor. And I just think that that is so powerful to think. Like, she was given no's from reliable people, not just, oh, no, I don't like your brand, or, oh, no, you know, this isn't right for us. Like, it was, she got no's about her life and still didn't accept it. So if that's not motivation to you, for you, to never take no for an answer, girl, I don't know what is. I really have, I, I can't help you then. Okay, Priscilla, what did I learn from my girl Priscilla? transparency like rather than telling people who you are show them who you are I also feel like Priscilla with going on about transparency I feel like Priscilla really taught me what it takes to build a brand that's why I called it how to build your brand because she kind of taught us like this is what it's really like to get your product in target this is what it's really like to get your product here or to have people say no to you but she kept going and she kept doing what she did and look at Coco Kai now. Like it makes me so happy to see how far they grew and where they came. But she, I feel like just kind of shows like you have to be tough. You have to be able to take the hits and figure it out. And you will get very far by being transparent. And that has always been my thing. Transparency, being open, being real and none of the bullshit. So Priscilla taught me that. Um, Josh. Oh my gosh. What did Josh? Oh my God. I loved Josh. I loved all my guests, but love Josh. What did he teach me? I feel like he taught me how beautiful it is to have passion for your brand. And he, it's just, I just love how much he knows his products. I love how much he knows his brand inside and out. And I think that and I'm not saying my other guests didn't, but that was his episode, how to know your brand. Then I don't, I don't know anyone else who could do that. And I think it's just amazing that he really can stay true to his brand, true to his ethics, true to his products and his customer and still be so successful, have an amazing brand. And I think it also kind of taught me the power of sticking to your brand, sticking to what you know, sticking to your morals and your ethics, more importantly. And just because everyone else is in Target, just because everyone else is in Ulta and all these huge retailers doesn't mean it's going to be right for you. And no one talks about that because I feel like that's the goal. Everyone wants to be in Sephora. Everyone wants to be in Ulta, but we actually don't know really what it takes to get there. And from what I learned from Priscilla, it seems like it takes a lot to get your item on the shelf. And I just think that I just love the pride and the ethics that he has in his company. And that is kind of what he taught me in that. I feel like Jade kind of taught me confidence in what I'm doing, but also I've talked about this before, but the importance of showing up for yourself and knowing when you're being real with yourself, if you're being true to yourself and when you're not. And I think I learned that with my content that I was making for this podcast on Instagram. I'm like this, I'm not showing up for this content. This is not me. This doesn't feel like me 
And then once I took her advice on being like, show up for yourself, look in and see, do, do I fit the part? Do I fit this part that's meant for me? Or am I showing up as the person I want to be? Am I showing up? Am I showing people who I am in this podcast? Or am I just being cookie cutter and doing what other people want or what has succeeded before? And I think she really taught me the importance of just being yourself and the right people will follow, the right opportunities will follow. And I just think that that is really underrated advice. Just since we are almost done, I just have my whip combo to do. I always leave my guests with the last little bit of advice. Like what is something that you want to leave us with? Um, What advice can I end on? I feel like seriously, never take no for a fucking answer. Never take no for an answer. There's no reason why you should take a no for an answer. Like if you haven't learned, like I said, if you haven't learned from this podcast, from the Kris Jenner quote, or really Lady Gaga, her whole her whole thing on, you know, you could have a hundred no's, but there's just that one yes. I just think it doesn't matter how many times someone can tell you no. If someone doesn't understand what you're doing, it doesn't matter. As long as you know what you're doing and you have faith in what you're doing and you believe that what you're doing is going to be important, it's going to be big and you're, you have good intentions behind it. I think that's the number one thing. You have to have good intentions behind everything that you do. I just think you can make it happen. You can easily make it happen. Like if all these people that I've had on my show can get a no and still make it out on the other side, successful, happy, and doing what they love, that there's absolutely no reason that you can't. And what I really want to leave you, but like I said, it doesn't matter how many no's you get, how many people don't understand your idea. If you have the right intentions and the belief that you can do it, no one can give you that no. And the only person that can give you a no is yourself. Thank you for listening again. And I hope you can leave with either this routine or any advice that I could give you. And I'm excited to see you.